everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a wet, soggy weekend. But who cares? It's White, House cor- it's White House Correspondents Weekend. So even if you aren't in politics, there are parties going on all over the city. Last night, we were at the Japanese ambassador's residence for the uh, D.C. Modern Luxury Party. It was pretty swanky. Justin Thoreau was there. The Wagyu Sushi was there, which the was Wagyu. the best I've ever had. Yes. Period. Amazing sake Booyah. and um, just so much fun. All the party people were there. We had a really good time. So... But let's get into the show, because this is going to be a good time. It better be. Mm -hmm. All the guests are on notice. It's got to be a good show. Okay. (laughs) So, who doesn't love Montgomery County? We do, because that's why we live there. But who doesn't know about all the cool stuff that's going on out there? I'm going to bet most of you don't. But that's why Corey Van Horn is here. He's the Chief Strategy Officer for Visit Montgomery. And you're going to hear about some really good stuff happening in the month of May in Montgomery County. Mm Mm-hmm. The drink segment, the all-important cocktail segment, it's no longer the Maxwell, it's now Trouble Bird. It's the Navy Yard's first ever dedicated uh, cocktail bar. Uh, it's the brainstorm of Brent Kroll and uh, area bartenders and friends Justin Caradonna, with the most beautiful Italian last name mm. I ever heard, and Andrew Hearn. Uh, Justin and Andrew are here. Uh, they met at the Columbia Room. Then they worked at Silver Lion, where the famous Sam Nellis is now a mm-hmm. senior bartender. Yeah, I know. We're going to hear all about that. Um, And now they've got Trouble Bird. We're going to hear all about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my favorite guests and his favorite, my favorite meals, uh, the totally talented chef Marcel Afram is here. Uh, He's a rising culinary star finalist for the Rammy Awards. Uh, That's Sunday, July 9th. We're going to hear about the Rammies. And um, his Palestinian-inspired cuisine is just, when I say it's edible, you can I mean, I it's cuisine. Rub it's it all over your face. Edible. It's so good. Okay. It's so Seriously? good. So good. So he'll be with us too. Um, HQ DC House is, a, is Washington's uh, premier private membership club. They're mm-hmm. down at six and F. Uh, it is a when they say it's an elevated experience. We're going to let uh, Haywood Donerson, who's the manager there, talk about it. But I mean, you could live there actually if they didn't close the doors at ten o'clock at night. Well, also Haywood came like dressed for the yeah, occasion. Haywood, <laughs> Haywood didn't understand this radio. I told him to come <laughs> he naked. He looks so handsome. Come, come naked next time, dude, because it's all the same okay, on radio. And the last one, uh, please. last year. Uh, uh, so last year in 2022, Eater published its list of DC's hottest new restaurants, and Hiraya, which is owned by Chef Paolo Dunca, uh, was on there. It's his whole. His life story, story of growing up in the Philippines is told through his menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be with us later. We're going to hear all about that, too, and I hope Can't he brings wait. some food. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> My ulterior motive. <laughs> okay. But let's start with Corey Van Horn and Visit Montgomery. Hi, Corey. So, Corey, you guys have an entire initiative going on for the month of May. Why? And tell us what it is. So, all of May is Discover Moco Month. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we're doing it is because we want to celebrate Montgomery County's entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. We want to get people out and exploring, going to all the small businesses, the local shops, the restaurants, staying at hotels. We want to uh, kick it off and get it into people excited about traveling and going into the summer vacations. I feel like you should have called it Moco Mo. <laughs> I feel like you should stop naming things. <laughs> I know. 
That's what I feel like. All right. So what well, do we we'll, we'll add it to the list. Add it to the <laughs> list. Hashtag MoComo. Um, so tell us like how you're breaking it down and how people can participate. Because I know you have an app and you have this passport. Like, how does it all work? So the first thing is, is that we have um, we have a, a whole number of participating uh, businesses that are offering deals and discounts. And then each week is a different themed week. And then the way that people can find those discounts is to go to uh, discover uh, mocomd.com. Mm-hmm. But the part that's really cool is we have a visit Moco Adventure Planner app, and we've loaded all of these locations onto that app. And you can find it at Visit Moco um, through any of the app stores. And what people can do is check in to those locations when they visit it, and that gets them an entry into uh, $2,000 worth of giveaways that we'll be giving out all month long. Well, let's, I, I want to cool. jump in because I think when people around here think of Montgomery County, they think of, you know, residential areas and all that. There's a ton going on. You have specials with the all the hotels in the county coming up. That's what's that week? Yeah, but that's week. That's not Two. this week. So no, let's no, talk I know. about. I'm just saying. We'll please. talk. I'm just saying what people should look. I know, for. but Corey's going to come back next all week right. and tell us about it. So let's use this time efficiently. Corey, you see what a mess my marriage Corey, is. Corey, tell us about Small Business Week and what's going to be happening and some of the places that we can go to. So Small Business Week, which is next, uh, it's actually coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, April 30th through the 6th. And um, we have what we're calling Small uh, Shop Moco mm-hmm. uh, Businesses, Shop Moco Week. Mm-hmm. And some businesses that are that are being featured is locally crafted in um, at Rio and Gaithersburg, uh, the Covered Market in Tacoma Park, the Family Room in Laytonsville, um, My Big Finds in the Kentlands. Mm-hmm. So it's all over the county. And so it's a great way to kind of explore all parts of the county and uh, and just discover different places. Cool. Excellent. All right. Tell everybody, please, where we can find the app and where we can find you online. So you can find the app. It's called the Visit Moco Adventure Planner app. And mm-hmm. you can find it at either the Google Play or Apple stores uh, by searching Visit Moco. Um, or you can go to discovermocomd.com to find out any of the businesses that are participating, including the hotels, David. <laughs> All right, Corey, we'll see no, you next week. You're on week. my list now, Corey. We'll see you Sorry. next week. All right, bye. All right, thank you. Okay. All right, Trouble Bird. Woo. Why Trouble Bird, boys? Well, when no, we were no, first- I like the woo. Woo! woo! Yes, Trouble Bird! Trouble Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trouble Bird, yeah, the name came about basically when we were concepting the bar. All me and Drew could keep talking about was- all these spaces that we really love in the city, these kind of late night spots that you go to, and it's a bit of a black hole. You get a little lost there. It's cozy. The music's good. The vibes are right. Food's good. And we kept just kind of going, oh, that place is trouble. That place is trouble. So it's kind of Because you're going to get drunk trouble or you're going to meet somebody trouble? Like, what does trouble mean? It's definitely a place that is going to be a little more social, typically a little louder. You start with like that. You start like you telling yourself you're going to start with that that one drink. And then next thing you know, like three of your friends pour in. And then all the staff from the restaurants next door follow in. And next thing you know, Where'd the bird come from? Well, the bird, uh, well, we're thinking about, uh, you know, we're kind of the opposite of the early birds at this point. We had this logo of a little bird with a devil horns on. We we're like, oh, that's us. Uh, right. We're the trouble birds late did, at night. Kind of mischievous. You guys actually look like trouble. They so. are yeah. trouble. I know. All right. So, but let's talk a little bit about both of your backgrounds. Give us each, like, how you got into the drink world. Because it's not always a, it's not like you were five-year-olds and playing with shakers and being like, I can't wait to make cocktails. So how did how to come to be? Unlike Sam, who was drinking at three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the shaker, shakers didn't show up into my hand until um, I, had, I had finished school about five, about six, seven years ago um, mm-hmm. and just actually start, started cutting my teeth in uh, Westport, Connecticut. And uh, 
it's about that time that I actually started working for a couple couple of fellows that are now over at uh, Death and Company now. Um, mm. Who they were they were my mentors. That's a promising name. I, yeah. I was going to say it. I, I had some very very <laughs> good mentors to start things off. So um, DC was kind of natural naturally next for me in terms of people I knew there and wanting to go to a place where I feel like I could learn and not get swallowed whole. Mm. A lot, kind of a lot of the bigger bigger cities, like in New York. Yeah, so, Justin, yeah. what about you? Yeah, for me, uh, the food world kept just pulling me back in. Uh, the worst job I ever had in my life was a kitchen job when I was 15 years old. And I said, I'm never going to work in a kitchen again. I was a music student, and then I kept getting pulled back into it. I ended up doing culinary competitions all through high school. Mm-hmm. I ended up uh, having this really great mentor after working in kitchens in Boston for years who took me onto the bar side, and he was kind of a cocktail influencer. Are you a Boston first. boy? I, I yes. am. I am. I grew up like 30 minutes south, lived in Jamaica. I know. Plain. UMass, bro. Oh, yeah, we can talk about it after. UMass, bro? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. We got Simmons, UMass, Northeastern. Right. Mm-hmm. Whole fam's here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what are you guys making next? Uh, we're going to be making our Cosmo Swizzle. This Ooh. is our version of the classic Something uh, nice, bright, refreshing, a little kind of like wake up, wake something, wake everyone up a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if there's one criticism people often have of the Cosmo in general, it's that it's maybe a bit one note. So we basically took that classic formula and we're revamping it a little bit. We're taking kind of a, a page out of the Tiki or Tropical Drinks book today. We're adding some more layers of citrus and spice to it. We have our warm hug bitters. This is a signature ingredient of mm. our bar. It's a blend of bitters and absinthe infused with three different types of dried chilies, Marita Pasilla and Guajillo chilies in there. A little bit of velvet falernum, curacao. Well, okay. fit in one glass. You guys do that. <laughs> While you do that, we're going to get yeah. to Marcel. So, <laughs> Chef Marcel Afram. Let's, let's, I don't even know. No, I, wait. I met him and I just fell in love. I, I fell know, in but love with he his... was here recently. I know. Wait. Yeah. He's he's a, a, a rising star nominee for the Rammies. Mm-hmm. He cooks like crazy, and it's Palestinian food. And I want to start there. Let's start with your roots because I would bet a million dollars you could ask people out there what Palestinian cuisine is, and they wouldn't know. Well, I they think, would guess. Well, yeah, could we start? Yeah. But I, we can start there. But you weren't cooking when we met you. You weren't cooking your your history. You were cooking. Differently, we met you at Blue Jacket. Yeah, yeah, I was. I mean, I'd been in the industry my whole life. Right. right? My parents owned restaurants, which weren't necessarily like Arab specific or Palestinian mm-hmm. specific. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like the industry kind of found me because I was rebellious and young and left mm-hmm. home, and I needed a job. So right. inevitably, the only thing I knew how to do was work in restaurants, and kind of found my way up. And I think really, like, you know, once I was in my 30s, I wanted to reconnect to my roots. So that time specifically at Blue Jacket is when I started to experiment with the cuisine of my heritage, just not but did your, for Blue Did Jackets. your mom and dad cook that way? Did your grandmother cook that? Like, what yeah. were you eating when growing up that when you finally got to a place, like as an executive chef, yeah. right? When you finally got to a place, you were like, oh, this is what I want. These are the flavors. These yeah. are the flavors I miss. I think the nostalgia was so heavy and I was surrounded by incredible food my entire life. And the you know, my parents didn't necessarily translate that in their restaurants, but mm-hmm. certainly like my maternal grandmother phenomenal cook. My paternal grandfather loved to talk about food and loved to bring ingredients home for people to cook for mm-hmm. him, you know. So I was And my family, you know, I'm three generations removed from Palestine. My grandparents uh, fled in 1948. So my parents were refugees in Lebanon and Syria, respectively, before they came to the States in the 70s. So it's also this adaptive kind of translation of that original Palestinian cuisine that we kind of saw growing up as well. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about what is it? What is it? Yes. 
I mean, it's a plethora. I think for me, what stands out specifically about Palestinian cuisine compared to other nationalities, countries, areas of the Levant or the Middle East, Arab nations as Because a there's whole. a lot that, you know, depending regionally, yeah, there's a true. lot that are, is similar, right? Yeah, for sure. I think it's spices, uh-huh. you know? I think it's like the execution of spices. There's, you know, I, and it might have to do, and it might be a newer thing, and it might have to do with access to fresher ingredients, but I think there's a real dependability on how much you season Right mm-hmm. for Palestinian cuisine, like with masacha, in which the shababi chicken is based off of. Right, right. we're talking well, about. Let's like, give a shout out to the shababi chicken. <laughs> it is yummy. God. It's so good. You eat it yeah. best. I know. <laughs> he does That's love it. the only time in my life I've ever eaten chicken bones. It That's was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I think um, we are just really don't hold back on those aromatics. Right, it's like heavily infused with sumac, allspice, cardamom, fenugreek, and it, and that was really. I think for me, once I really started to understand that, yes, I want to represent Palestinian cuisine. And of course, I don't call it traditional or authentic, right? No, no, no. It's your it's take. absolutely inspired. Mm-hmm. I think it was first and foremost, how are my people going to be receptive of this? And I knew I couldn't hold back, mm. you know? I and love that. I think that's what makes Palestinian cuisine so unique within itself. And you talk about the Gazan region mm-hmm. of Palestine. That's like spicy, right? Right. Like there's like... So many chilies and fermented things and, uh, you know, and it's sweet and savory and spicy. But don't you also think, especially what's going on internationally in the world today, of food, that maybe like 20 or 30 years ago, people were more showed more restraint, especially in the States, right? Yeah. People were afraid to share their food at full strength absolutely because of american palates or whatever and now it's it's a totally different now it's katie bar the door no all right we have to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about your rising culinary star status i also want to talk about south by because i heard you were part of an amazing panel and i want to hit that too this is david and nikki nellis we'll be back in just a sec you know, Nick, back in the day when I worked for Hex, the Hex Warehouse is over on uh, New York Avenue, and we hated being sent over there to do stuff because there was nowhere to eat for lunch. It was a wasteland. Well, not anymore. So the Ivy City area has exploded, and you know, the very first restaurant over there was the Tavern at Ivy City Smokehouse. Now, this is a great neighborhood restaurant, but it's also a destination restaurant. First of all, they smoke all their seafood, and that is incredible. But it also is a huge kitchen that does amazing dishes, fresh seafood, great burgers, the whole deal. But the space is what you really need to check out. An amazing outdoor patio where you want to sit and have cocktails. They do live music there all the time and other live shows. And there is a great event space. So if you're looking for a place to hold a wedding or have a party, you definitely want to check out the Tavern at Ivy City Smokehouse. Well, it's uh, about 20 years too late, but now I have a good reason to go over to Ivy City and the Tavern at Ivy City Smokehouse. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to our friend, Chef Marcel Lafram, who is a rising culinary star finalist for the Ramy Awards. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, man. It is pretty cool. That's July Have you 9th. not been nominated for that already? Yeah, 2020. I was going to say, yeah. good for you. Thank you. That's yeah, so exciting. Very humbling. All right, so you went to South By. Yeah. Tell us about it. Like, why would you go there and tell us about the panel you sat on? Uh, so Chef Christian, mm-hmm. who you know well. Uh, he was, just, he was here. just here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he did the residency with Please Bring Chips right after yeah. me. Right. Very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Great friend of mine, you know. And we have a lot of the same ideas as far as, and which I think many of us uh, currently in the industry mm-hmm. do about um, treating people well. 
mm. you know, and him and on both, a, on both what sides. A novel concept. Yeah. No, That's, I mean like the consumer, but also the the server. We need a bit of both. One hundred percent, right? You know, and really, what it means to build community spaces to be part of a community and mm-hmm. breaking down uh, the old ways and the the barriers and the things that we went through and we him and I were having a lot of these conversations and he had the brilliant idea of hey you want to like see if maybe we can talk about this at South by Southwest and I was like yeah let's let's so how did how so what what are the outcomes of the conversation give us the cliff notes it was uh it was fantastic the panel was called reimagining restaurants um and essentially we wanted to be really proactive in the conversation and uh talk about the tools that we're utilizing you know uh he's currently in his uh you know with his transition with looking for a brick and mortar or hopefully doing a brick and mortar soon. Mm -hmm. Likewise with myself, Shababi, which I've been taking my time with. And I think really the conversation was we just need to start things out differently. Right. You know, um, but don't you feel like during, and we can't go down this rabbit hole because we don't have the time, but when the pandemic started in March, 2020, that month of April, Everybody, the Tom Colicchios, the big names across the world were like, we need to change the industry. We need to make changes. We need to protect our people. We need to protect our employees. Like, we need to do all these things. And then everybody was chasing their ass because they were trying to stay afloat. And now we're just kind of back to the same old, same old. And I think there's a lot of people in the industry who... There's just a lot of anger out there. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard. Well, right, right. Uh, Mike, I mean, I've got a question because sure. your your impetus is driven by kindness. Thank you. But I'm wondering because it's hard to find ki- ki- your front of the house kitchen staff, all of that wait staff. Is some of that driven just by an acknowledgement that if people don't, aren't treated better, they ain't gonna stay? I think that it's so much of I I feel like what I've come to realize so much of what I do is. Uh, fueled by what I feel like I could have used when I was in younger stages of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that I never had a mentor. You know, Mm. I didn't have anybody that really took their time to show me. I was, you know, worked for very little money, oftentimes worked for no money Mm -hmm. throughout my career. And there's obviously these things aren't right, you know. And I think that part of the conversation that was had and that we continue to have is like I'm taking my time with the Shababi brick and mortar because I want to do a cooperative system, an employee-owned system. And it I might fail, but I really want to try it, you know. Well, but that's the only way you're going to find it. It works. And let's talk about your work with the LBGTQIA community because, I mean, obviously I do Chefs for Equality as an ally. We want to make sure that we're constantly raising these issues. Plus you were hanging out with Kamala, so let's hear about (laughs) it. Don't brag. Okay, it's not nice. It's all I'm not bragging. Humbling. He's know, a bragger. I know he's it's bragging. Very, That's I'm, my problem. I'm just his I wasn't publicist. hanging out with Kamala. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It feels, like, just, it feels unreal. Just okay. his publicist. Okay, okay. All right. So quickly, yeah. Uh, especially this month in particular, I've been doing a lot of speaking engagements at high schools and universities. Um, you know, there's a real uh, being a uh, transgender Arab American, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of it is fueled by what I feel like I could have really used as a younger person and. You know, specifically in the restaurant industry, which has seen a lot of toxicity, we need to be having these conversations about safe spaces. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's really my focus with what I'm doing. And again, you know, it's just my personal narrative. But um, I think that representation is so important, right? Because when we see, we know we can. Well, I love that you're going to high schools and that, you know, I think kids who see themselves up on stage or on TV or in social media know that they're okay yeah it's so important I agree. so it's i applaud your efforts it's Thank amazing you. so you. good okay lastly before we wrap up 
rising culinary star, what does it mean to you? Uh, you know, talking about representation, right? And mm-hmm. we saw it. We see it with uh, the finalists that have been chosen in all these categories. You know, Ram W is really doing the work, which I think is so important. And that's what it means to me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, early in my career, I didn't see somebody like me up there. Right. Not saying that we didn't exist. We've always been here, right? Sure. In what capacity? Um, in many capacities, rather. And I think the plethora of amazing people that are finalists in so many of these categories is mm-hmm. just so uh, important, you know. I, and it's, it's cool to see a city like D.C. Leading rep- the charge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Have we got one more minute? Okay. Andy's like, sure. Where do we get, I mean, shababi. Yeah, just quickly tell a us. nice word. Yeah. Where do we get the food, man? All right, so <laughs> social media, keep an eye out. Join our email list via our website, shababichicken.com. It'll also be on the list, areyouonit.com, right, very. Chef? Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, we're so we are back on the brick-and-mortar hunt. Mm-hmm. So really hoping we can have- We have a spare room with that. <laughs> Let's go. You're right next door to us. <laughs> right. I mean, our house. We're pretty close to each other. Yes. but. Yeah. Um, so until then, collaborations, pop ups. We're going to be at the Smithsonian Lunch Veranda for the Asian Art Museum this cool. Tuesday oh, and the one following, which is pretty cool. That so is cool. Great. Pop ups, doing private dinners. Right, give us your uh, where we find you on Insta. On Insta, we are at Shababi DC, S H A B A B I D C, and then our website, shababichicken.com. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Right. It's Thank always you. good to see you. Thanks All right, back to in. the boys who are so much trouble. From yes, trouble come on, trouble birds. <laughs> come back to the mic. So, All right, so how did you guys go from working? You were working at Silver Lion together, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so how did you go from working together at Silver Lion and being like, all right, let's open up our own. Like, what did Silver Lion just got, you know, named last year as one of the best parts in the country. As the at, best hotel bar in the country. Tales of the Cocktail. So what did you take from that experience um, and what did you, how did you want to open up your own bar? Uh, yeah. I mean, one, uh, you know, we both loved working at Silver Lion Columbia and both the place we worked mm-hmm. together, super great award-winning spaces, learned a ton, but, uh, as far as opening up our And own they're place, both very different, like Columbia Room's yeah. way of service is very different than Silver Lion's sure, way of service. sure. Yeah, it was kind of like between the two of them, exposures to different kind of styles and kind of theses on on how to how to create a hospitable environment, how to create mm-hmm. that like experience. Um, you know, if Silver Lion, I think we walked away from that experience having the chance to like work with some of the best, not just in, in the world, but some of the best in in our own backyard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the folks that we worked with uh, at Silver Lion uh, are and continue to be some of the best at what they do. Um, if for nothing else, just kind of having an open mind, being mm-hmm. able to you know. Um, try and fail mm-hmm. um, and just try try some stuff that's just really wackadoo. <laughs> but so how did you take that, both your all your education, and bring it to Troubleburg? Because listen, it's not, you know, we're just talking to Marcel about opening up a new space. Opening up a space in this city is not easy. Uh, so how did that happen? But you were transitioning with, with yeah, th- yeah, through and with Brent We've Cole. been super, super lucky in the process. We have not had to go through anything like what chef over here is going through. Right. Uh, we basically were approached. Actually, the funny thing here is we were both approached individually by Brent Kroll, uh, owner of Maxwell. Divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. He uh, had he basically compiled a list of names of like some of the best cocktail people in the city who he wanted to work with, and he approached both of us individually. We mm. both 
him not knowing this are very close, found out that he had approached both of us and we came back to him with the idea of, well, what well, if we both partnered we on this? Oh, so like uh, you were like bragging to each other, like, guess who talked to me? Even, and you're like, well, guess who talked to me? A lot more of an inquisitive, like, did you talk to a guy named Brent? <laughs> right. And did he ask you this? <laughs> okay. And yeah, so we just kind of just, let, there was that aha moment of like, oh, yeah. what if we what if we did this together? And so before, let's get the next drink and then when we come back, let's talk about what your vision was, okay? Absolutely. So what are you guys pouring next? Uh, this is our Sawada Punch. Uh, this is a clarified milk punch. It's kind of our riff on espresso martini with uh, a couple little takes on cool. some nostalgia in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a vanilla miso cream soda base going into it. We have some cocoa puffs going into here. Oh my goodness. A little bit of matcha and rum is our base. All right. We're here for it. Yeah, it's the cocoa like... puffs, were you eating your breakfast when some of it fell into the mix? <laughs> 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 that was that that one was more of just kind of just us, us kind of um I mean how old are you guys? <laughs> I, the 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 rule since we since we like started teaming up and putting putting this project together is if we both if one of us thinks up of something and we both chuckle at it it's probably a good it's idea. It's a silver lion you know yeah, credo. It, it's fun mm-hmm. and fun and dumb. Like, right. like there's it's yeah. It's not the silver lion credo. Well, it the is silver the lion trouble credo. bird credo. <laughs> it's a, it's yes, okay. okay. All right, give me, <laughs> give me a large right. break. It's better than arguing about it, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Happy to be associated. Yes. So, get to that cocktail, please. Now we're going to transition. HQDC House sounds really freaking cool. It's, well, it's, only if you know. It's about a private it. membership club at Six and F, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a combination workspace, relaxed space, socialized space, business networking space, and all that. Um, Hayward Donerson is here. He's the manager at HQ, HQ sorry, DC House. Uh, it's the brainchild of the, the Burns Brothers, correct? Yes, sir. It's the Hi, brainchild. Well, good morning. And he is so well dressed. You're looks killing so me, nice. dude. Thank I you know. so very much. But as I told you on the elevator, I do windows, floors, and all that. So all right. I'm very humble with this. Okay. <laughs> so tell us where did this all come from? Yes. It came from the mind of. John and Mike Burns, their brothers, a doctor and a lawyer, Mm -hmm. and they came up with this idea during the pandemic for a place where like-minded individuals who are up-and-coming professionals or well-established professionals can come, you can work, feel comfortable, be able to grab a bite to eat, or have a social conversation with other like-minded individuals. I've seen so many people within the past few weeks or so that are meeting each other for the first time at HQ as well as doing business deals. So this is a great space for that. But how does it talk about how what the setup is? Sure. Like I enter, I yes. walk into this space. You start eating. No, basically. no, no. But like how what is the setup? How how does well, it function? You're you're greeted by our concierge. Mm-hmm. We have a great concierge, Miss Megan Lane. Mm-hmm. And once you're checked in by the concierge, you're welcome to go into, we have the second floor, we have the fourth floor, and we have the fifth floor. It's close to 10,000 square feet Mm -hmm. of space. So a lot of our members have come to notice that during the weekday, they use the fourth floor. That's our retreat space. And we have some uh, slow music playing and our hours are from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. unless there's a special event. Like tonight, we'll have the after party for the White House Correspondence Association dinner, so that will be le- open late into about maybe two a.m. But okay, normally, and that's just the fourth floor. Is that no, the, ma'am? That okay. will be the fourth and the fifth floor tonight. Okay, but it just depends on if there's a private event, which mm-hmm. floor is rented out for which event. Okay, but so if I'm a member and I'm coming in, yes, ma'am. How am I using the space? Like, I want to really, I, I. 
D.C. used to be a big members club town. And then, you know, that kind of died for a while. And a couple people over the years have percolated it and tried to bring it back. We had these WeWork spaces like but or uh, private clubs or whatever. But you know what I mean? But like the private club, there are a couple others that are also opening up. It seems to be a trend that's coming back. So walk me through why I want to be a part of that. You would want to be a part of this place because you are able to come and feel like you're at home. Mm-hmm. We have we don't just have desks and, and tables and chairs and things of that nature. We also have beautiful, nicely appointed sofas and things of that nature where our members, they are lounging, they're doing, they're, um, they're working on their laptop, mm-hmm. working on spreadsheets, things of that nature, even having business meetings and Zoom calls, and they're feeling so very comfortable. So with that being said, I stated our hours are from 8 to 10. Our, our members come in around 9 a.m., and we offer continental breakfast Mm -hmm. from 8 to 11. We also have a Starbucks-style barista that is there to serve you cappuccinos and things of that nature. And at 11 a.m., we switch over to uh, fruit, cheeses, and things of that nature. And then at 5 p.m., we offer a full-course meal five days a week for our members. Wow. So at 5 p.m., on the fourth floor between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m., you will get a full course meal. So once you close your laptop, literally my staff and myself, we're coming over to bring you some champagne or take your cocktail order. Mm-hmm. Um, what sets us apart is we really serve our members. Okay. I'll go above and beyond. You might see me in a suit. But you also will see me picking up glass. You'll see me pick up mopping the floors if need be. Not that outfit. Don't think, uh-uh. Oh, no, no. Trust me. I want to make sure we take care of our members. So that's what's setting us apart. Customer service. All right. We're, We're going to talk about there. that. We, we have, have to take, take a break. Yeah, we have we'll to take right a quick back. break. This is David and Nikki Nellis. More with Haywood when we get back. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We're talking to Haywood Donerson, who's the manager at HQDC House. And I, 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 it, you've created an environment. We can also come. They're big screen TVs. Oh, yes, just sir. Just hang out. But I want to get to there's an aspect of what the Burns Brothers are doing because they have committed to, I've got the quote here, developing safe environments for people of color through various channels and industries. Yes, sir. So for the kind of place, I mean, that's a very purposeful you know, a purpose-driven statement. Yes. So, um, I mean, how is the community reacting to that? Are you well? Actually, I mean, how I, is it affected? The community is really receiving it. And let me be clear: even though that is in our mission statement, that we welcome everyone, no matter what color, no matter what gender, sexual orientation, you are welcome. We're going to make you feel like family when you walk through that door. And let's talk about what it costs to be a member because sure. it costs less to be a member of your place than it does to feed our daughter at college. <laughs> well, the initiation fee is $250, and we have a monthly membership fee of $299. Mm. And if you pay the full year in advance, then we will take off one month, so you will only pay for 11 months. That's very reasonable. That's a deal. Oh, yes. It is yeah. a deal. And what do you guys do a lot of activations? Do you bring in speakers or do you bring Yes, like, we do pop-ups with chefs or bartenders? Do you do that kind of stuff? Great question. Yes, we do. Uh, Just yesterday, we had an international women's panel. Mm -hmm. One thing that I'm finding out, speaking about the great power of women, is that a great portion of our members are women. Mm -hmm. And we do lots of activations, and we just did one, as I stated yesterday, for International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, not International Women's Day. We had an international women's panel, 
And before that, during International Women's Day in the whole week, we had a beautiful sit-down dinner for some of the most powerful women in broadcast media. Oh, amazing. So we really like to do things of that nature as well as— Are these uh, activations or programming that you're doing, or is this things that your members are doing at your space? Great question. These are— events that we are curating ourselves. Oh, okay. So we also offer health and wellness for our members. We have yoga classes for our members. Mm. Uh, We will have an exclusive Gucci shopping experience for our members in May, as well as- I was going to say, when is that? She's not allowed to be a member, by the way. (laughs) And also, Aston Martin will be doing an exclusive event uh, for us as well. You're not allowed to be a member for that. So there you go. It wouldn't matter. Uh, (laughs) So we definitely try to cover all the uh, aspects of the community mm-hmm. so that we can make sure everyone is having a great time. So is it a, is it, I will ask this, is it predominantly male membership or is no, it a mix? No, I mean, well, I, I mean, 50-50, you figure? This drink I mean, is like dessert. Is I a, just have to interrupt no, and I, say that. I, this I would, drink is so I scary. I would say it's roughly 60% uh, women. Professional really? women. Yes, sir. Cool. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. And cool. like I stated, we literally wait on you hand and foot by the time you walk into the door until you leave, That's we're making sure you're taken care of. Let's talk about who's executing your food. Yes. You have a chef? Chef Eric Tyson. Okay. He's great. He makes all of our meals. Mm-hmm. Um, he really, like I stated, you're getting a home-cooked meal every single day. You'll get your your meats, your proteins, your starches, your veggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have everything. Uh, chef, he really takes the time to, and I'm sitting next to a chef, right. so let me make sure I'm correct. Yeah. He really takes the time that everything is cooked to temp mm-hmm. and making sure that it's seasoned properly and if there's some type of allergies that you may have, we're very cognizant of that and we'll try to make a, we will do our best to try to make adjustments for that as well. I want to live there. Okay. <laughs> a lot of um, our members try to stay okay. there quite a while. And um, lastly, so I want to sort of phrase this correctly. With all the things going on, how are members bringing in new members? Like, how do you engage to bring new people in? And are you selective? Like, do you want to yes. certain kind of clientele? That's another great question. Mm-hmm. We are selective. Mm-hmm. Um, there's currently a small waiting list now because now that we've been getting so much PR thanks to our publicist, Ashley. Yay, Ashley! Look at her, she's preening like a like a pigeon over there. So, so now we have a lot of inquiries and interest. So you would go to www.hq-dc.com mm-hmm. and you would submit your application. And once your application is reviewed, and then we would invite you for a private tour of the facility. Okay, okay. great. All right. Tell us one more time where we find you all www.hq-dc.com, and you can also find us on Facebook at hq-dc, as well as Instagram, hq.dc.house, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Mr. D from DC. Oh, you got it. You can tell the Burns Brothers that you did it good. Yes, you did. Thank you for joining us. All right. My pleasure. Chef Paolo, Well, wait, we got cocktails to go first. Let's get them up here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, this is like dessert. It's good. Your cocktail. This is this is yes. trouble. This that's, is legit that's, that's where, trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. I expected cocoa puffs floating at the surface. No. So. But it's like not just in the so, middle. Because normally I wouldn't like a sweet cocktail. Sure. Like I have a mental thing about sweet cocktails yeah. from a 
calorie perspective, quite and, frankly. And, and from, you know, from, you know, the times where, you know, when cocktails go horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. well, like nothing is like I'm not a tiki fan because I find them too sticky. Like mm-hmm. there's just like a sticky quality to a lot of them. Juice. I just don't love juice and stuff <clears> like <throat> that in my drinks. Bless you. Um, but this is a really clean, clean, well-balanced drink. Thank I mean, I know much. you already know that, but it is. I think she wants a freebie. That's no. what it sounds like to me. I don't need a freebie. I am drinking. Oh, right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about, we have all your history or, or a quick synopsis of it. You now have this space where Maxwell Park used to be. How do you guys create the kind of vibe that you want at Trouble Bird? Yeah, I mean, we really started from the idea of kind of a similar ethos to what Maxwell was already doing, which is it's a great neighborhood bar that just happens to have now a great cocktail program, was a great wine program before, mm-hmm. uh, but super casual. Everybody can wear their own clothes to work. There's no uniform for anything. It's just show up in something you know that you can work in, uh, be yourself, have a good time. Reservations? No. No reservations. First come, first serve. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah. what's the setup like inside? Because it's a tiny space. You mm-hmm. you uh, you walk into you walk through the front door. There we are. Um, we have a small little patio. We're hoping to extend that further as kind of because he used to, uh, Brent used to have these greenhouses out there, right? The the, the, the greenhouses were out there. Um, we are hoping to expand that into something a little more of like a permanent structure, something that's like a little more more visible from from the street there. Something kind of nice and big and uh, cool. has a little grandeur to it. Can you do a separate bar out there? Potentially, I don't, I don't think we'd want out, outdoor bars are a whole okay. can of worms. Yeah. Yeah. She's I, trying I, to become your creative director. Planting <laughs> seeds, guys. First, just thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. first things first, Navy right. are just uh, building a space out there that uh, helps keep everyone uh, out of the sun and away from uh-huh. all the mosquitoes. I mean, how about oh, yeah, live there elephants? Are mosquitoes no? down there. I, oh, yeah, listen, listen on the on the streets <laughs> down there, you could parade a live elephant <laughs> down Fourth Street. There. So, it's what do you? How do you explain your vibe? Just casual and cool, or dance party at a VFW hall is where we started from. That's that's where that's where all started you you, you you walk in it's it's a little more um little kind of more uh dark a little not necessarily monochromatic but there's definitely a little a more of a inviting it's cozier you kind of want to just kind of sink into the chairs <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. you, have to, yeah. you have an old guy in the corner going i remember when general person wait so is there a disco ball Are there's a like, giant disco ball oh, like yeah. I, I i i wish i could describe the feeling of like walking in we were still at a half-finished bar back in january and there was you know st- old clutter from from the uh the uh, taylor swift pop-up that uh maxwell had oh, done yeah. that past december and all all we both do is look up and just see this thing you know this Big as me, just circling uh-huh. the ceiling. Is he's six was, four, by the way? Just so you know, <laughs> he's a tall guy. It was it was right, a very... you're tall too. You're tall too. You're both tall. He is. Okay, uh, quickly, what are you guys making next? Uh, so this one, this one is going to be a little more, a little more of a stirred and boozy number. Um, this is kind of this is what started our uh, when we started uh, building the menu for uh, Trouble Bird. We started kind of riffing on some ideas and things we wanted to do. And we ended up doing, uh, as our first menu, a little bit of a breakfast for dinner theme. The Sawada Punch kind of fits into that. And so this is going to be our flapjack old-fashioned. Great. All right. Uh, While you're making that, we're going to get to our next We're going to get to Chef Paolo Dunca Hi, of Hiraya. Hi, how are you? It's how so are you? having me. Of course. So, so thrilled to have you here. Morning. The story of this restaurant is really interesting. Oh, your story is very oh, awesome. Your story. So well, your story is sort of fed through, and we'll let you tell it, through the restaurant. Give us the 411 on you and the restaurant, and then we've got lots of questions. Yes. Yeah, right now we're in construction for uh, Haraya on 8th Street Northeast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just really waiting for all the permits to come in, and then we'll be ready to go. You'll be 65 Hopefully. years old before the district <laughs> gets on it. but Hopefully by, by late June, July, we'll be... 
up and running. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your background. You're very well known here in the D.C. area. I don't know about well known, but well, I'm okay. I think you're well known. <laughs> I have anointed you. You're awesome. well known. Thank you, thank you okay, so much. Okay, you're welcome. That's so She has an inflated sense of self. Can <laughs> okay. you tell? And now you do. So how about that? <laughs> okay, so just let's just talk about your history. Um, you know, you came here from the Philippines. Yeah, so our family migrated in L.A. 2004, mm. and I pretty much grew up in— uh, How old Boston. were you when you got here? I was 13. Okay. Uh, I've been here almost 19 years now. How much of a culture shock was, was that? that? Like, L.A. was kind of like home because the, the weather was kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Like, there's abundance of, like, Filipino, like, stores around. So we felt so like felt we were home. just home. Oh. But in 2014, when I moved to D.C. That's when the culture shock hit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, first time experiencing snow. I felt like I was in, like, real America, you know. And, mm-hmm. like, the first time I experienced snow, I did, like, the snow angel outside <laughs> of my, my aunt's house. and. Were you, were you wearing clothes amazing. at the time? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I where to. are we going here? I want yeah. the whole story. I want <laughs> yeah, to see I'd, I'd everything. Yeah. And really were you on your face or on your back? <laughs> That's the other question. My back. Okay. So okay. what did you come to D.C. for? Uh, I was visiting my cousins for two weeks because I haven't seen them after 10 years, and mm. I just never returned my flight back home. So what was it about D.C. that really spoke to you? It can't just be the snow. <sighs> I, I don't know. That's the last time it I, I think a change of pace was kind of nice, you know? Like, I was just in L.A., just... Were you cooking in L.A.? Yes, I was. So how did you get into cooking? Uh, I was a dishwasher uh, at Disneyland. That is a good place to start, man. (laughs) After uh, high school, and I was doing nursing classes, too. Mm. And, you know, I I would always find myself, like, skipping class and just going to work. And one day I was like, I saw the chefs there, and I was like, maybe I could do that as a profession. You know, it looked cool and, like your name on it, like on your chef coat kind of thing. So, But Disney also has an amazing training program. So did, yeah, you, go up, did you go up the ranks through Disney? Yeah, I did. But the creative aspect, like working for such a big corporation, was just very not different. There, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you weren't um, cooking Filipino food, obviously. <laughs> it's not just that. It's just like everything was just like to cater to the masses, you know. And um, as you kind of like go in deep with, what you really wanted to do in terms of culinary, you kind of see, like, what's on, like, the media and, like, different kinds of cuisine, like, Mm -hmm. you know, different spectrums, like fine dining, fast casual, and stuff like that. Then then you end up with a Michelin star chef, Kevin Meehan, and how did that work? Did you just go looking for a job? Yeah, I was basically just looking on social media at the time, Um, and then I came across his, like... That's Kali, right? Yeah, his page, and at the time he was doing his, like, pop-ups around LA Mm because he was still looking for a brick and mortar Mm -hmm. and he was pretty much the first chef that kind of introduced me to like that realm of fine dining and you know I was just kind of like hooked after that. So when you came to DC you came to DC 2014 you said? So that is just as things are starting to really percolate here right? um, I worked for uh, my first job in DC was at Vidalia with Chef Boo. Mm. Oh my god (laughs) a yeller and a screamer. (laughs) It was it was amazing experience to be honest. Like I learned a lot working. Um, Wait, was RJ there too? No, no, RJ, RJ was gone. Was RJ was RJ. gone. Yeah, yeah. After R- RJ, RJ was gone when RJ was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it, it was so like militant. Like um, at some point, I wanted to kind of get away from that. Mm-hmm. And um, we're worried about going deaf, probably. And, mm-hmm. the, and then it's funny. I ended up at Restaurant Eve with Chef Armstrong, who oh. was a sweetie, but but. <laughs> 
a tough guy. Yeah, right. and then I was like, why does it feel the same as Vidalia? No, he's a I just tough found guy. out he worked for Jeff He worked Rubin for Jeff for a yeah. long time. And yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. But so what's interesting is is that so was it when you were working with Kahal because his wife of the time, Michelle, Michelle yeah. had Filipino roots. So is that her mom was Filipino? Yeah, her mom. So was Filipino. that when you were like when did you want to start cooking food that spoke to you? Um after like when I was planning to leave Vidalia, um, I like I would always ask myself like there should be like a, a Filipino restaurant that did more than just like your mom and pop, mm-hmm. shops, you know. And at the time, Bad Saint was opening. Right. So Tom. yeah, I reached out to Chef Tom and. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, but let's talk about that. I mean, specifically, what kind of what is the food? What are, what are the ingredients? What, what do you do? And with what them? is the regionality of the food? Yeah. For oh, people who for may Filipino not be food? yes. Filipino food, I think, is, like, the melting pot of all cultures, man. Like, I think, you know, we were colonized by, like, the Spaniards for millions of years. And then the Yanks showed up. Yeah, and then, and then the Americans, and right. there, there's some kind of Chinese influence to it. Um, I, I think our flavors tend to be more, um, like, sour, like, sweet, like, a little bit more savory, salty, and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Well, so now that you're opening, so you've been doing your restaurant concept like you've had pop-ups with yeah, it? Yeah, we stopped the pop-up last October. Okay. When we found the permanent space in uh, H Street. Okay. Yeah, because you were at the food hall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's hall. what I thought. So tell us a little bit about the concept, the kind of, like, where are you pulling your ideas from, the food you're serving? Is it a right. tasting menu? Give us everything about um, it. Basically, Haraya uh, came about 2020 during the pandemic. You know, um, I've always wanted to kind of do my own vision of what Filipino food is. What does Haraya mean? Uh, Haraya means um, fruits of one's hopes and dreams. Very poetic. And and, and I think as Better a than Trouble Bird, I gotta be honest. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. On that note, we have to take a quick oh. break. This is David and Nikki Nellis, Foodie and the Beast. Start taking notes. We'll be back in just a sec. Okay, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis talking to Chef Paolo Dunca of the soon-to-be debuting Hiraya. Um, and um, Let's talk about the menu. What are you going to be serving? Um, for b- basically, when we open in June, we're going to open the cafe aspect of it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing um, the Ube burger that mm-hmm. was featured in Food and Wine magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that for people? It was a subtle name right. drop. Yes. It <laughs> was and christened wine. by Hi, the Lord. Food and you know? wine. <laughs> so basically, uh, the bun is made out of um, purple yams, mm-hmm. which is oh, predominantly yeah. popular in, um, in Southeast Asia and the Philippines. Um, it gives it like this purple dye, and then we serve it. We with had like purple a, yam bread <laughs> not long ago. Man, yeah, like a good. chorizo, yeah. like kind of burger situation. Mm. So. All right. I hate when you do that. Yeah, I hate when you. I hate when you hate when I, I do know. that. It's so gross. And what else? Um, we're still so, kind but of it's, working so, on it. But it's moment. is it going to be a tasting menu? Uh, How the, are, the downstairs cafe won't be. It'll just okay. be like an all day cafe. Mm-hmm. And then upstairs, we're trying to launch after maybe two months after we open the downstairs. Okay, and that'll be a tasting menu. Um. Maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll probably do a la carte first and then kind of roll in a tasting menu aspect. And what, so for people who maybe remember Bad Saint, uh, maybe Kaliwa, talk to us how like you're making it yours. Like what was your grandmother cooking? What were your parents cooking? How are you taking those those memories and putting them on the plate? Like uh, when I was working at Kaliwa, it was, you know, basically just kind of following what my boss wanted. Right. To put on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went back home in the Philippines 2019, it was just a very different experience. Eye-opening, like, 
reinvigorance like inspire like inspiration so i think what we're trying to do now is like basically whoever's on our team just talking to them about what they like to eat growing up you know and just being connected with other people's families so as well. So it's fluid. That's good. Mm -hmm. I love where, that. Where's your space? H Street. H Street North. Yeah, but where? I mean, which block? Um, what are you near? Toward the end? Right across the... from Bronze. Oh. oh geez. Another yeah. new hotspot. We just had Keeman. He's yeah. amazing. Very yeah. cool. They're... What's our ETA, dude? What do you think? June, July, hopefully. Okay, fingers so crossed. We're just really excited. Well, I hope once you open, you'll come back. Yeah, of course. You know, once the concept's really executed and we can talk more about the cuisine and what you're serving. We'd love to. And the food. We, we, didn't... we also have a restaurant in Annandale, Virginia, so it's like a little bit more fast casual, though. So. But it's on Haraya. It? Uh, it's called Sari Filipino Cuisine. Oh, right. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Yeah, Tom just wrote about it. Really nice. Um, really helped us out a lot. So what are you serving fast casual? Um, it's just rice bowls, like Filipino rice bowls, you right. know, the, your traditional, like, home-cooked meals and stuff. That's amazing. That's good. All right, All tell right. us where we can find you, please. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Paolo Dunka, P-A-O-L-O-D-U-N-G-C-A, um, mm -hmm. at Haraya DC, and at Sorry Filipino Casino. Thank you. Thanks cool. so much for joining us today. All right, thanks. Great. All right, okay, back guys, to... Okay, um, guys, we're not going to be able to walk out of the studio today. I am. <laughs> I'm not. I will stumble. This is boozy. Yeah. This is like super boozy. Let me see this. I'm one. like wobbly. Nice little, nice little warm hug to to yes. end end the show here. Okay, Definitely so talk about what that is. Whoa. So started as kind of just uh, a a love of uh, all things old fashioned and all all things pancakes. Um, uh, actually started. Uh, mm. I I got I got hooked on a, a gentleman in New York who had a bar called Existing Conditions who had done done one where he had literally taken uh, waffles and put them in the bourbon. I watched a cider press and watched him just kind of jack, like jack it down so that these waffles were slowly getting <laughs> squeezed. Like all the life of the waffles getting squeezed out of them and every little bit of bourbon was coming out. So that's almost <laughs> kind of where it started and then it went off the rails from there. Well, it sounds like you guys are really having fun that's... with your cocktails, with the space. Yeah. It sounds like... It's really the philosophy of everything we do. Like we said, you know, if it makes us both laugh, it's probably a good idea. And we really kind of literally everything that went into the space was if it brings us a little joy, hopefully it brings somebody else a little well, joy. Well, so too. let me ask. That's Aside from altruistic. the cocktails on the menu, like if I just wanted something to nibble, if I just said I want a Manhattan or I want, you know, a glass of wine, I mean, is that. Okay, or you're like, no, we want you to order our well, cocktails. Well, the Manhattan bourbon arrive, but um, but, but uh, the, the, the nice thing about it is, is like we've really like the neighborhood bar idea that is like there's something for everybody. Like, mm -hmm. We're not we're not regimented, we're not fixed on. If someone wants wants Negroni, if someone wants really baller um, glass of wine, um, Brent is still um, doing doing our wine list, still really picking out some really fun stuff that fits Good. fits the season, fits what people are looking for. Um, what about know. nibbles, though? If uh, you know, because you want something in your stomach when you're doing. Oh yeah, this. we've um, we've we've been working with um, uh, Chef Ben Plyra, um, who's actually working on concept of his own Uri, um, opening up soon, um, uh, doing a new kitchen on the block. Um, has been like really just doing a great job of of kind of taking a lot of really fun flavors and putting them in kind of approachable little kind of like small bites. Togarashi nuts was was the last one that just came out. We did a little. Mm -hmm. um, checks mixed with uh, with lob spice, like just all checks mix, cocoa puffs. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to go well, to your listen, place. Just down memory. No, 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 because spicy, you're crunchy. not looking to feed I'll people. Go to our pantry for guns. No, no, no. <laughs> you're not looking to feed people. You're not there, but you do need to make sure that people get a little bit of something in their stomach when they're 
Absolutely. Loosen up, right? Which is also to say that we, we we do offer a lot of it late night as well. So um, one of the, one of the one of those we even haven't even talked about is the uh, carbonara panini. So all of the all the comfort and richness oh. of a carbonara. Oh my God, you just sandwich. Yeah, you just said the right word. Wait, is it a pasta and it's Italian? Cut no, no pasta in there. It's no basically like a fancy grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I'll take it. That sounds yes. delicious. Yeah. Next time you come back, and we, and we do that. We do that. Do that for late night bites as well. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, you know, we, so, you know, you have have a little too much fun elsewhere. We've got you covered. All right, oh, tell yeah, everybody where the bar is and yes, how to find and you. How to find you guys, please. Yeah, we are at thirteen forty six Fourth Street Southeast, right next to Albi, half a block from the riverfront. Tough spot. In the I would say look look for the, look for the one bar playing music on on South Fourth Street. There. Yeah. What That's kind awesome. of music? Oh, it's kind of a blend of disco and punk rock. Oh my God, you have me. Yeah. I'm there. Punk disco, okay, and, 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 and I mean, like what, the femmes pump, like I mean, when the disco yep. ball comes okay. on, all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's been everything from like uh, Aha to Madonna's been playing oh my in God, there. We're these just, are my people, uh-huh. right? We've just, <laughs> we, we've just kind of have let have let the night. So guide you're playing us. old people's music. I see. Okay, okay. all right, wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, right. where are you on Insta? Just say it. Uh, we are at uh, Troublebird DC, all one word. Uh, I am at uh, Hern Down for what? I'm just at Justin Caradonna. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Dar- darling woman. All okay. right. So uh, very quickly, I'm going to pound the same drum uh, that war in Ukraine is a is is still a, it's a mess for refugees. It's a mess for the country. Open up your wallet. Send a dollar there. You can send it to Jose Andres. You can send mm-hmm. it to. You can go to CNN and click on Red Cross or on other charities. But, I mean, that country needs uh, – they need to win this war, mm-hmm. and they need our support, and they need more than just arms and, uh, and and good wishes and sweat. They need money. Yes. So send it. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank uh, you. And thank you for joining us today. Everything you heard here you can find on the list, areyouwantit.com, the online e-zine that tells you everything happening in the D.C. metro area. Don't forget to check out Industry Night. Every Thursday we post a new episode. You can check us out now on YouTube. Um, and please subscribe. And, hey, you know you can always check me out at N-Y-C-C-I-N-E-L-L-I-S, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And if you have any questions about what you heard about today on the show, Get it to us. Call well, me. No, don't call him, please. But you can find, get in touch with me and we will make sure to get that answer for you. So we thank you all for joining us today. Uh, practice kindness. Thanks to Chef Marcel's uh, point earlier. When you go out, everybody wants you to have a good time. Just take a deep breath, have that drink and enjoy. Be safe out there and have a delicious week. Mm-hmm.